Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip our listeners with helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. We believe true wealth is the thing money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Furthermore, we also believe our calling is to enable others to fulfill their own. And to that end, we endeavor. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in to another Wisdom and Wealth podcast. This is the kickoff podcast to a series focusing on a transition spot that many of of our clients and neighbors will experience uh, in their career at some point. In our local uh, area, given our local economy's natural oil and gas market, um, it's not uncommon to find a lot of financial advisors who say they specialize in oil and gas clients. While I understand that inclination, uh, I want to politely push back on that tendency. You see, I think that saying that you specialize in just oil and gas clients is logically similar to having a voice instructor telling you that they specialize in helping soloists warm up. Uh, another analogy, if that doesn't uh, suit your fancy, would be you know a baseball player telling you that he specializes in drawing full counts. That's great, but what about actually getting on base? What about the point of the game, scoring runs? The other thing I don't ascribe to and agree with for this specialization tendency within the market is that it tends to make all families seem similar based upon one spouse's choice of industry. It, it basically is another way of saying that all families are the same um, and that their families are actually not unique. I don't know about you, but I, I have a lot of friends at church and my neighborhood and my school, but frankly, none of them are exactly like mine and all of our families have different intangible gifts that make us us. So this is why you'll hear me place such an emphasis upon the concepts of true wealth and your intangible balance sheet. By true wealth, I mean all the things that money can't buy and death can't take away. And by intangible balance sheet, I I mean that your first principles, all those beliefs that have and will be indispensable in serving your family for generations. So I'll give you a, a personal example. When I made a mid-career transition uh, to the wealth management industry, it was a difficult choice. I remember sitting down with my wife, Ashley, and painting her a pretty realistic picture of what entrepreneurship and leaving a corporate job uh, behind looked like. I told her exactly what it was going to cost us financially um, and spelled everything out as as realistically as I could. And I remember Ashley looking back at me and without blinking, she said, I'll pay any price for purpose. I'm not sure where that memory ranks um, in our family's intangible balance sheet, but it's up there. It's one of those moments that money can't buy and death can't take away. So that's a long lead in uh, to saying that 
we are going to focus on some transition points that many of our neighbors might experience in their local markets. But those pain points are momentary. They're points on a map, they're spots uh, in time that once you're past, they're, they're momentary speed bumps that once you're past, um, there's, there's a whole lot left to do. And there's the specializing in just one spot on that journey uh, isn't the full picture. So I want to focus in first on why someone would need a financial coach um, and a wealth manager or a wealth advisor. The first point I'd bring up is is expertise. Um, and I would just politely ask, you know, if someone was asking if they should be, you know, their own um, solo advisor or, you know, a do-it-yourselfer as, as they're often called in the industry, um, I would just ask, hey, is that what you're called to do um, with your newfound financial independence? Is running your family enterprise rewarding? Does it bring you joy and satisfaction to manage your own portfolio and your own financial plan? Or does it bring you stress, indecision, and heartburn? Could you explain your decision-making criteria and your plan to your spouse? Is your spouse capable of picking up that plan where you left off and continuing to operate that plan in your absence, either through illness or death? Most of the time when people say yes, they're capable of being a do-it-yourself advisor, what they're really saying is, I can put together a portfolio and I can monitor it. But what they're missing is the tax planning, the insurance planning, the estate planning that create a holistic picture of their future. And also what they're missing is that the stress that comes with that. Um, You know, if you stress about how much is enough or will it continue to be enough, you probably need help. Is managing your financial plan yourself the greatest reward that you can give your family is something that I would politely ask. Is it the greatest gift you can give your kids? Is it the greatest gift you can give your your grandkids? If your answer is yes, I, I can respect that. But I would submit to you that the greatest gift that you can give your family is true wealth, the things money can't buy and death can't take away i.e. your wisdom, your experience, your time, and your care. So with that in mind as to why you would consider partnering with a wealth advisor, what what should you consider when you're looking at hiring a wealth advisor? So I'll focus on fit first, and then, and then I want to fun- you know, transition to function after that. But from a fit perspective... <laughs> I think it's important that you make sure you can envision your spouse and your kids picking up the phone and calling whoever you're hiring in a time of stress or when you're unable to uh, manage that relationship yourself or when you, you pass away. I think it's really important to make sure that your financial partner, uh, your wealth advisor knows you really well. By that I mean they need to know the details of your of your life so well that if they were asked to, they could help write your eulogy. The next piece that I think is important 
and often overlooked, uh, practically speaking, is how much do you know about your advisor personally? Let's let's reverse the table. Do you know what their personal history is like? Do you know what their first principles are? I think there's a lot of advisors in the market that, frankly, their their clients don't know a ton about them personally and what they believe personally. And so that person is in turn making decisions on their behalf and they don't know what their core principles are. Lastly, again, can you envision the person that you are hiring, the team that you're hiring, hopefully, can you envision them serving you at every chapter of your life? Not just the six months before or after leaving your company or business. And hopefully before you ever decide to transition. So the next piece that, you know, now that we've talked about the fit of hiring a wealth manager and a wealth uh, planner, I think it's really important that you focus on the function that they have. And first and foremost, I always start with, is the person that you're talking to a fiduciary? A quick way to discover this is asking point blank, are you a fiduciary, right? But the next nuanced question is to follow up and ask them what percent of their annual revenue is fee-based and what percent of their annual revenue comes in from insurance and annuity premiums and commissions. If they are a fiduciary, that percentage will, will be very telling, right? It, it will be very, very fee-based and, and next to no commissions. The next piece that I would focus on is do they have certified financial planners on staff? Because if you hold the financial planning designation or the CFP, you are bound by the fiduciary standard or you have to drop the letters, so do they have multiple CFPs on staff? Do they Are they creating and, multi, and updating and reviewing your financial plan? Or are they simply someone who reviews your portfolio and kind of gives you an autopsy of how the indexes have performed that you've invested in? The next piece that I think is important is have they talked you through your various income streams when you stop working and, and are now financially independent? And have they asked about your charitable giving plan and how that incorporates into your tax plan? The next piece that I, I think is often overlooked, uh, especially in an aging industry, I think studies have shown that the average age of the financial advisor in the industry is, is somewhere between you know 58 and 70, right? It, it keeps on shifting depending on the study that's done. But you should really take into consideration how old the team that you're interviewing is. Are you hiring someone who is going to retire in 10 years and then you know they're they're letting you're letting them or worse yet their firm hire someone else to manage your financial plan when you and pass off that plan at the time. If you're trying if you're interviewing a, a wirehouse or a stockbroker most likely the branch manager of that particular firm in that area at the time uh, will likely in large part determine where your financial plan goes and who gets your account. Um, have you even met that person? If you're dealing with a private firm and uh, that person is you know over the age of you know say 55 or 60, 
uh, can you envision you or your spouse hiring someone different to manage your financial plan when you're in your 80s? So these are all things that you need to consider. From an investment perspective, uh, I would make sure that whoever you're partnering with has multiple chartered financial analysts on their team and on their staff that manage and monitor your portfolio. If they don't, I would ask, hey, what, what happens when whoever is managing your portfolios goes on vacation? Who's monitoring my, my financial plan and my portfolio then? What happens if your CFA, your chartered financial analyst, goes uh, to another firm or he or she retires? These are all very important things to look at from the outset uh, before moving forward. Another often overlooked piece of financial planning is is looking at what people's tax plan is. When you did your initial assessment and your initial financial plan with whoever you're talking to to do your financial planning and, and that you're looking at hiring, did they even ask for your tax return? Are they reviewing and modeling what your tax rate may be today? What it might be when you stop working? And Ultimately, when you're forced by the government to take required minimum distributions or RMDs from your old 401ks and IRAs, what's that going to do to your income stream and to your tax rate? Are they modeling that? Are they giving you creative solutions on how to reduce your tax burden? Another thing that I think is really important to look at also is, have they reviewed your estate plan? Do they even have a copy of it? Have they modeled what your net worth might look like when you pass away? And have they given you advice on how to potentially mitigate estate tax exposure? You may not be at that line yet, but what about in the future? What about after 2026 when estate tax uh, changes come come into place, sunsets happen? These are all things that I wish our neighbors took more into consideration when they're looking at partnering with a wealth manager and a wealth planner. So I think that gives you enough of a starting point for now and hopefully gives you a flavor of what we're going to be covering. But I think it's really important that you have a holistic vantage point from the outset. Thank you again for your time and listening. We look forward to future conversations. And if you have any further questions, never hesitate to ask. Well, that's all for today. Thank you again for joining us. We trust that you are better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. If you have questions or suggestions for a future topic, please direct those to infohouston at carsonwealth.com. May you and your family encounter truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in Wisdom and Wealth with Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. 
Carson Group Advanced Solutions Tax and Accounting is a separate entity from CWM LLC and is not registered to provide investment advisory services. Guests of Wisdom and Wealth are not affiliated with CWM LLC and opinions expressed may not be representative of CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Our address locally is 1780 Hughes Landing Boulevard, Suite 570, The Woodlands, Texas 77380.